1: So I appreciate that you put that we should bat around some TGFBI on the outline this week because a momentous occasion occurred. Oh, did you pass me? I did not pass you. I passed you in two categories, which is important. But we're both sub 100 now. At this point, I think it would be difficult for you to fall out of the top 100. Yeah. Well, I I can figure out how to. Oh, I mean, I, I think you certainly could, but this is like the slog part of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Where we just have to, you just have to pay attention. And my algorithmic management is what's doing it. Like my just drop the guy that has the lowest at-bats for whoever has the most at-bats on the waiver wire has just been paying off in spades. <laughs> just move on up, yeah.
0: That's a, a, <laughs> plate appearances are king in, a, in leagues
1: that are this deep. It's been well that coupled with a a great course correction from my bestardo team has actually meant some successes. Yeah, though I am
0: wow, my trying to add some extra starts has destroyed.
1: Well, should we uh, should we think about real baseball for a minute? Let's do it. I'm also heartened to see that you wanted to put MLB playoff seating predictions in here because I'll talk about MLB playoff seating predictions.
0: End of the year, uh, who wins each division in the AL and who are the two wildcard teams?
1: I mean, AL East and West are are done, right? Yankees yeah, he's an Astros. and Astros. Yep. That's done. I am totally confident that the Twins are going to just stumble their way into winning the Central.
0: Oh, you think they can? No, oh, I do. Okay. All right, do I, should I be contrarian and say the Indians are going to pass them?
1: I mean, you can if you want, but they're not going to.
0: You know what? I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the Indians are going to pass
1: them. Now, I will say... So So the question is, are you willing to, to swap me on this? Because I'm going to say that it's Tampa Bay and Cleveland as the wild card. I
0: think the A's are going to head to Minnesota for that wild
1: card game. Frankly, it would be hard for anyone else to unseat that central division spot i mean there's there's a good i mean because if the indians pass the twins then a lot has gone right for cleveland
0: i don't think that it's about i think that the your team is going to end the year going 500 probably 500 through the end of the year and i think that they're still going to be able to make the playoffs they're going to make the playoffs i'm not saying they're dropping out of that i mean come on they play kansas city
1: and
0: and detroit if
1: they go 500 for the rest of the year then they're gonna have 95 wins all right let's do nl i think nl except again east and west are set like dodgers you know i don't know put the x next to their name right atlanta it seems i feel pretty confident there
0: Mm, i i wouldn't i wouldn't write i wouldn't put that down in pen yet
1: no not pen but but i'm pretty confident there and I am bullish on the Cubs. The
0: standings right now, you think are going to be the standings at the end of the year?
1: I mean, I think that the wild card in the NL is wide open between. Oh yeah, between Nationals, Phillies, Cardinals, and and Brewers. I'm I'm going to leave the Mets out of that one.
0: <laughs> I think Washington is going to be in. I think I okay. Let's. It's Washington and Chicago are going to be in the wild card game, and the Nationals are going to figure
1: out a way to lose it. All right, I'll give you that. I'm inclined to agree. All right. Today on the pod, Eric asked me if we could go through the top 15 pitchers. And we left it pretty open. So we went through the top 15 in our rankings, top 15 in fantasy pros, and the actual year-to-date top 15. In the first half, we'll kick around just some of the names, talk about some of the surprises, just gut feeling. Second half, we'll actually marry this with a little bit of stat cast, looking at one selection of top 15s, see if we have anything to learn from that so here we go all right buddy do you want to talk about tools rankings fantasy pros rankings or the actual 15 top 15 as our ground truth pitchers
0: we the fantasy tool- tools predicted as of right now five of our top 15 are in the top 15 so fantasy pros six uh seven i'm sorry we have seven seven the of the yeah. fantasy pros top 15 are in the Top, current top 15 seven of the <laughs> top 15 right now did not appear in
1: either one of our um of our predictions i'm just gonna say that i don't find that surprising and the names the names make sense right they're all well that's not true There, i would say five of the seven are are total surprises right so we got lance lynn huge surprise charlie morton yep shane bieber one can argue about hyunjin ru Come on, nobody really thought he was going to do this. Matt Boyd, and then the two that I think you could reasonably argue are maybe correctly valued, Lucas Giolito and Jose Barrios. Wow,
0: interesting. Uh interesting you say that. I think that anyone who predicted and I'm very interested to see we should talk we should talk about this pretty soon here which ones of these are going to fall out by the end of the sure. year. Giolito is my candidate, especially from watching him for a review. Um, Morton and Barrios uh, didn't appear on either of
1: of our lists, the Tools ranking or the Fantasy Pros ranking. I can tell you why they didn't appear on the Tools ranking. It's the same reason that Walker Bueller doesn't appear, that Jose Barrios anyway. It's purely experience. There's not enough of a track record for our technique to pick them up.
0: We don't wait previous performance well enough for Barrios, and I—that was—I yep. would guess that. But I felt like a lot of fantasy uh, industry guys were in on Barrios. He went pretty early in TGFBI mm-hmm. compared to regular ranking systems, so I think that that was a lot of people had him as their sleeper, um, and nobody really wanted to put him forward as a top
1: fifteen pitcher. Which no, I th- hey. I think I think that's legit. I can I can defend it either way. I mean, I think that I like to think that if we were prorating our tools based on previous performance that we would have gotten both Bueller and Barrios in there and knocked out our fourteen and fifteen, Hendricks and Bumgarner.
0: Now, okay. I, I think that, that that's one of our that's gonna be one of our goals for next year. Yep. What I'm more surprised, and I think that that, I know that that's, we're pretty conservative and we go off of, of track record, which I think is good because there's a lot of noise out there. We might as well go off of some track record. The one I'm actually surprised we didn't have in the top 15, based on the way that our, our rankings worked, was Morton.
1: Like we forecast Morton pretty well 3.32 ERA, 1.16 WIP and we gave him 10 wins and 180 k's i mean basically because everything is tied to innings pitched if you said all right he's actually going to pitch 180 innings 190 innings those would be great he's on numbers. pace
0: for 210 innings
1: okay so he's th- already at 143 so, so he's just got one more start and he hits he hits us so if projected. you pro- how many Ks does he have right now
0: he has 174.
1: So we predicted 180. So we're basically nailing the rate. That's that's pretty good. So that yeah. says so that we, for the most part that our guess our our rates are great for Morton. But we got yeah. screwed over by So Biden. it was just our, our our innings our innings were a little bit lower than what they're gonna end up being. What do you think about our inclusion of Kershaw?
0: Like clearly that's because we have a long we have a long tail. To how we're predicting uh, future rankings are based on, a, you know, as much data as possible. Where So where is he right now?
1: Um, I went off of Fangraph's War. Do you have it up?
0: You went off of Fangraph's War?
1: Because I, I see uh, Kershaw's number 15. I went to Fangraph's. I just went to Fangraph's leaderboard. Kershaw is 28 by Fangraph's War.
0: Kershaw. So, all right. So, this is this this is going to be interesting. So, ESPN Player Radar has Mr. Clayton Kershaw is number fifteen.
1: All right. I would say the eleven. The reason that I divided these into three tiers is because I actually think mm-hmm. one through five, six through ten, eleven through fifteen are you're talking different tiers of pitchers.
0: That those are very very different, especially preseason. Yes. Like you have to expect that that first. Those first five guys are gonna fall down at the worst, are gonna be in that third tier, right? Yeah. That's right. And if they're not, then you're screwed. Right.
1: There's nothing there's nothing you can do. It's random variants that just kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be my my whole argument, is that like I think I think to really think there are three tiers here, I make no promises on eleven through fifteen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You make no promises. Yeah, that's where the it's the deviation kind of. Yeah, the sigmas increase. Yeah,
1: I I just I don't think I really don't think we can make any promises on them through fifteen. And you could you can sneak in a bunch of guys. I mean, sixteen is Cindergaard and and according to War, I mean you could throw him in there, right? You know, I don't know. Sure. But then it just then the wheels come off, right? You get Herman Marquez, Zach Wheeler, Mike Miner, Brandon Woodruff. Like, there's a reason we had to stop at 15 because it's just like crazy town after that.
0: Well, this is something that I always we always talk about: what the top 40 pitcher is. I'll say something like, "Oh, he's probably going to be a top 40 pitcher," and you're like, "That's ridiculous." And it's <laughs> like, know. okay, well, who's Top pitcher number forty mm-hmm. right now is Madison Bumgarner, but he's sandwiched between Kyle Gibson is number thirty eight and Ryan Yarbrough is number forty one. I would so, I would
1: not even rank Ryan Yarbrough, but yeah, I mean in in terms of like as a, as a starting pitcher go, but if you if you went off Fangraphs War, Mike Fires, you know like Michael Pineda, Tanner Roark, like they're in that range. That's insane.
0: Frankie Montas is
1: number thirty-three in ESPN That's player radar. Well, he's he got that. Get him for that one more start that he might get. Yeah, he's just gonna keep falling, <laughs> just in free fall. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, you want to take a break and then diagnose what's wrong with some of the top fifteen? One of them, I know it's wrong. Well, okay. Detroit also can't field. Oh my God, they're bad. <laughs> I was like, Detroit cannot field. I that I'm not sure that that game should have gone exactly how it did, given that Detroit just miscommunicated in the field. There were a couple of
0: plays where it was like, well, you know, if you had a professional team out there. Uh, the
1: other thing, Buck Farmer is such a good pitcher name. <laughs> it's, it's it's perfect. Such it's, such it's, I was wondering player. if you were gonna say <laughs> of that. Of course, I'm gonna say that. And he's, the crazy part, he's appeared in like 51 games, so they get to say his name a lot. I think part of our long-term goal is making better predictions in future years. Mm-hmm. So I went up based off of ours and tried to look, tried to diagnose, all right, is there, can we go any deeper? And of course, going deeper on pitching always means stat cast to me. Yep. And so I just did a quick marriage here of the, our top 15, their baseline stats, wins, K's, ERA, whip, versus okay. trying to diagnose, is there something going on with their pitches that we might worry about? I mean, I know that people don't love to talk about this necessarily, or you know, only certain stat heads love. I was listening to Bill Simmons be like, what is, like who knows, what does this exit velocity mean? Like, who cares <laughs> that it spun 3,000 times, you know, at, uh, RPMs, <laughs> 3,000 yeah. RPMs. But I think you can see, my argument would be, you can see based on the the strength of the clusters that I didn't actually cluster, that you could try and make inferences about whether a pitcher is doing what they think they're doing, and there's a strategic deviation from what they're going for, or whether they're just missing what they're trying to do a little bit.
0: Like Justin Verlander, you can see his
1: four pitches. Right. You can see his four pitches. You can see, I think, the best guys, you can see their pitches and they're strongly clustered. And that sort of jives with what you know about baseball, right? Like, can you trick somebody with just such distinct pitches that if they were aiming for your changeup, it's over? Like, and they, yeah, and you threw a fastball, like, it's done. You know, they don't stand a chance. Deception. Same thing about, like, same thing about curves. Okay. And I'm looking at somebody like Chris Sale. And if you look at his fastball, the range of velocities on his fastball is 87 to 97. And that is That's massive. not good. That's not good. That means that every time he goes out there to try and throw a fastball... The the expected variance on that is huge, and the expected variance on his changeup is huge. His changeup goes from seventy to eighty-five, and I my thesis is that the better the pitcher, the tighter the the tighter the distribution on their pitches is. So not Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. <laughs> Trevor Bauer's pitches just run into each other. They're all over the map.
0: Yeah, this is why he sucks. Uh yeah, well I think that's cuz he's got he's trying to make some variations on his pitches which and so in that's the kind of stuff of like changing your arm slot right. so that the same curveball is going to look very different and it's going to be is more of that deception stuff, right? He's doing something very different than Justin Verlander who's got four distinct pitches.
1: That's right. That uh,
0: that he's just going to say I'm with my catcher here. This is the right pitch at this time, and I'm going to try to get it in the right place. That's right. Uh, I Kyle Hendricks though is also that's not very surprising. He's very crisp.
1: Yeah, Kyle Hendricks with, is. Uh, he's crisp, but his fastball tops out at ninety.
0: <laughs> it would be nice is, is if <laughs> his
1: if his fastball moved up. I don't know. You know, five miles an hour. I mean, I I plotted all of these on the same plane and. Some of the differences some of the differences are really striking. Like both Hendricks and Bumgarner are just not throwing at the velocity that they need to to be effective pitchers. No. No.
0: Yeah, that's exactly The person right. who
1: is throwing at a surprisingly low velocity and getting it done, Zach Grinky. I'm a
0: little worried I about that. I knew that you were gonna say
1: Zach Grinky. Yeah, He's always pitched at a lower speed but than I'm I'm worried about that. He's not. He's not putting a ton of spin on it, but you can see it borne out in his in the number of Ks that he has. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not blowing anyone away here.
0: His well, his Ks have every year have gone down a little bit because he keeps on losing speed. Who was? Oh my gosh! Who was the former ace of the Angels, who just like by the end was throwing seventy eight. 78- Weaver, Jared Weaver, yes. It's that's the career that Zach Grinkey has ahead of him. <laughs> that
1: is that is so true. That is yeah, that's absolutely true. Um how about this though? I mean look at look at Kluber's distribution of pitches. There's not enough contrast. There's not enough contrast in his pitches.
0: No, yeah, that's why. I mean what's funny is we didn't we didn't get the memo i think really late in um draft uh, in drafts uh draft preparations a lot of people were starting to throw up red flags about Corey kluber i guess that's something you know spring training is good for um that there was this is like an injury profile yeah to me
1: i agree with that and so so maybe you, we should be able to make predictions based on some of the preseason stuff Uh, One thing that I I do want to correlate it with, because I I threw another set of plots here, and I'm curious what you think about this. This is, now it's the same 15 pitchers, and I did the distribution of where the ball is fielded. So what happens in StatCast is you get the position that the ball was first touched by a fielder.
0: And man, we need to get this into a G-star equation. I need to get get on that.
1: I don't even know what that means, but all right.
0: G-star is a is a measure of spatial autocorrelation Ooh. to say these are uh, that balls are hitting the ground or hitting a pitcher's glove here uh, is not random. You know, to understand because you've got here, you've just got black dots all over the place, and it's hard to say where is there a signal within the noise. Um, I think, I mean, you know, if you have a a cluster around third base, is that because there's a third baseman right there? You know, probably. Um, well, I think I so. Think that would show up.
1: Strong clusters. I mean, I think there's two things folded into this. There's the there's whether the pitcher is a ground baller or a fly baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you can sort of see whether they're getting, whether they're pitching to contact or pitching for K's based on the number of points there are. You can sort of see the quality of hits that guys are getting and you can see the fielding. So there's a ton of stuff that goes into this. This is yet another, you know, super complex data set that has a ton of things sitting under it. But I was hoping to use it to say, okay, well, can we glance at these and determine if anyone is getting a little bit lucky? And I would say, (sighs) I would say things like, don't say it, you don't say it what i was I was gonna point out Madison Bumgart don't say Garrett at this point. Cole's name I'm not saying Garrett Cole Garrett Cole looks fine. Garrett Cole is like and I would guess that if you did a spatial correlation on this, there would be no real correlation, which is fine um
0: maybe maybe that's fine, maybe that's not. I think that the if you look at this he's de- clearly a lot of fly balls I agree I think that that means that that is a park dependent the thing he's getting through we're already into august so the longer that he can go (laughs) keeping this up the better and and the more summer games he can have in houston instead of uh minnesota (laughs) i think that's that's great sure i mean because it's a big ballpark like look at what's funny about looking at garrett coles is a lot of these aren't home runs that are (laughs) i know (laughs) look pretty far but, like, for Chris Sale, it's, like, a lot of those are home runs, yeah. those ones yes. in,
1: yeah. Uh-oh. in right field. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you can, you know based on the park that they're pitching in, yeah. I would say, you know, looking, looking at some of these, it's pretty clear that Max Scherzer gets a lot of Ks. <laughs> I think yep. it's, it's clear that Justin Verlander is both getting a lot of K that he's just throwing a lot of pitches. <laughs> he's just facing a ton of batters he is and he's got a lot of that's a lot of ground outs that's a lot of ground outs and i find that i mean i guess that's good like you can be he can be pretty confident in his infield right i would say by and large Yep. you know so you know why not if you if you feel like you can pitch to to ground balls go for it um
0: man clayton kershaw has got to be giving his third baseman which i believe would be turner a uh a steak dinner
1: every I mean Kershaw every game well Kershaw Holy is moly. just yeah like and look at the, look at the over density in left field <laughs> like people are people are taking yeah. Kershaw down the third base line
0: they're just early they're like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're expecting a 95 mile per
1: hour fastball wow I'm pretty early on this guy I mean, it is interesting there is actually a lot of on a lot of these pitchers, there's a pretty clear uh center or you know left or right shift in these guys Mm -hmm. and i i find that pretty interesting like aaron nola there's a lot of right center field
0: yeah but then there's a lot of well he's got a lot of third third and first so a lot of ground balls and then yes a lot of a
1: lot of action for mookie Betts. so i guess my question is should i feel better oof that's where bryce harper is right Oh, boy. Should I feel better about Trevor Bauer, who has a full spray chart to all parts of the field? (laughs) Or should I feel better about Chris Sale, who has real pockets, but we know he's getting hammered by home runs?
0: I mean, Trevor Bauer is in a a great American ballpark (laughs) for home runs. So I, I don't know that I would feel. There's nothing to feel great about Trevor Bauer right now. Yeah. You know who I see and I think like there's room for improvement is Blake Snell.
1: Agreed. Totally His spray agree.
0: chart looks
1: looks a lot less intimidating. I think I think Blake Snell has room to has is will be coming back. I think there's room for growth. And Steven Sprout I would say is the guy on the opposite direction. And that's a good could point. fall off.
0: I think that about brings us to the review session leori garcia
1: apparently i was pronouncing his name did wrong. not know it was leori i appreciated the announcers making that clear although they avoid it like the plague and mostly call him garcia <laughs> he's not a first name guy because they call tim anderson tim <laughs> a non-zero amount <laughs> of the time
0: and jose abreu is jose a lot yeah just garcia yeah he
1: is he's played in 102 games projection here and we're going for 140 games 10 home runs, 95 runs, 45 RBIs, 16 stolen bases and a 2.87 average. If he had home runs, that's an ownable stat line.
0: I even if he did right. Yeah, if he had if he had 10 more home runs plus stolen bases, that would that could be a top that would be a top 100 player let alone a top 60 player right now. He's Unowned in our home league. Right, he's um he's not owned very well in CBS. The thing about Larry Garcia though, he gets hurt
1: a lot. Yeah, true.
0: The on CBS says that he's five eight one eighty. No, he's no, he's not. He's not. He's not two inches shorter than me in the same weight. He is. I see in other places him listed at five seven. And 160, that sounds a little bit more correct. I've had in the last couple of years, he always shows up in our models. Yeah. Yep. If you're do running those models when he's had like a couple of good weeks of, of being in the lineup. But as soon as he gets hurt, 10-day DL stint turns into 15, turns into 20 days. And that's the number. His on-pace number
1: is one is 140s, is low 150s. He's not getting No, there. no. Here's what I wrote down about watching him, and uh, I watched the Monday game, because I think you watched it also, is that right? I did as right. well, yeah. Running down, that, running down the first fly ball to center field, I was just like, whoa, he is just going to overrun everything. Like, look at him just, like, motoring out there, just really windmilling yep. those, those limbs. I do like that he bats leadoff, and I think we could, if they keep him leadoff, we could call him leadoff Leary. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just going through my notes right now. Um I, I went back and I actually did cheat and watch his grand slam from Sunday because we messed up. Oh nice. Could have watched good, the grand slam. Call. Uh I will say that the 10 home runs feels realistic because he was shocked when he hit the ball. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he he looks he's not a home in run In contrast, hitter. he looks like the guy who should be sacrifice bunting and he looks shocked every time he makes a full swing.
0: He a lot of check swings, <laughs> a lot of weak contact that somehow gets through and he speeds. He almost he almost got a hit on that sack yeah,
1: I know. No, that's, he, yeah. He looks like the guy who maybe a little bit more speed, he could bunt every time. 28 years old. A little bit older than I thought.
0: He's been around. I was really excited about him two years ago, and then he got hurt. Um, last year, he was on my TGFBI team a lot. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, it's... I think the big problem is injuries, and I don't think that he's on the right team for um, what he needs to be. I don't think that he can be an everyday player. The White
1: Sox is the wrong team for basically everybody, but I... That's fair. So says the Twins fan? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. No, he's... (laughs) Never mind. Leave Leroy Garcia on the White Sox until the end of this year so that the Twins can hopefully beat up on them a little bit more. But yes, yeah, he, he would be an excellent bench player he would be an excellent an excellent platoon addition. He'd probably still have pretty close to the same value.
0: Well, imagine if he was on your twins. Imagine if you had four outfielders, two of which could actually, you know, play in the outfield.
1: I would appreciate having someone else that can play in the outfield, it's true.
0: I got to say, um the AL Central probably has the most quintessential announcers across across the, the uh league, right? Um, just the two announcers. I was listening. Were you listening to the White Sox or the? I listen to the, the White Tigers. Sox. I listen to the White Sox yeah. too. Just so quintessential baseball announcers, and one of them near the end of the game on Jimenez said, um, "He's had a passing acquaintance with the strike zone."
1: <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> was like, just a great was like, line. That
0: was a great a great line. <laughs> Uh yeah um oof those teams are not good nope nope those teams they not going you are get to face enough. them a lot yeah Laury Garcia I he would be I think that he would be great as a fourth outfielder on a team maybe getting 140 140 games a year mm-hmm. but you know most of those a lot of those aren't starts
1: stolen base value is still there and his average is pretty good feel great about that who are we gonna watch next week. Uh, Hunter Renfro? I watch Hunter Renfro.
0: Alright, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left
1: is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too.